0: Hello and welcome to another episode of the Superhero Finder podcast. I'm your host, Matt Wilson, and I'm the Superhero Finder searching the cosmos for all kinds of strength, whether it be mental, physical, or whether it just be a good, inspiring story, letting you into the lives of people that I think are inspiring and that I hope you think are inspiring too. Now, today, I have the pleasure of spending some time with Mr. Chris Harrison. How are yeah, you, doing, buddy? Yeah, well,
1: thanks, Matt. I'm good. How
0: are you? Yes, no, I'm fantastic. Thank you. Even better to uh, to be speaking to you. So a little birdie tells me that you've just won something, haven't you?
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. The the weekend um, we we well, I managed to win UK Strongest Man under 105 kilograms. So yeah, buzzing with that down in Doncaster City Centre. Tough comp, six events, just all top guys, obviously from four nations.
0: So it was yeah, yeah, really, really good, really good. No, well, congratulations on that first thing. I think, and I've said that to you before, but it's you know, and, and you have been doing really well, and you've been you've been winning some stuff. Is that the first time you've won? UK? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, um, yeah,
1: it's second time competing at it. First time sort of won, obviously. I well, I started training last year, and UKs was sort of my second competition that I did. Um, bit out of my depth last year, but it was sort of seeing what seeing what was what the top guys were doing and sort of I knew we'd bridge the gap this year. Um mm. but yeah it's it's just been a been a really, really good well I say start to the year because I'm I can't really say start. It's ten competitions in, but there's still seven to go. So it is it's still a start <laughs> really. But yeah, yeah, it's, it's it was second one. Um but first one where I actually thought, you know what, I'm um I'm I'm a challenger
0: here. So yeah, yeah, it was good. That's awesome. Did you? So, does that mean you're doing 17 comps Um, this year? I think
1: it's, I'm sure it's 17 now. Yeah, yeah. I've done, because, yeah, I've done, I I was part of the Explosive Ape League earlier on in the year, which Dale from 3D Strength put on, obviously against the Opens guys. I got a late, well, I got the invite on the Tuesday to compete, start on the Saturday, and that was five comps in eight weeks. And then it was Northern Qualifier, England's strongest man. Britain's strongest team, UKs, so nine, and then there's. I've got, oh, I think I've got two. On the same weekend of the twentieth of August, so that'll be 10, eleven. brick week.
0: That's a big ask. Oh,
1: I know, I know. It's um, well, it's, it's the Arnold Arnold Festival Ohio qualifier on the Saturday, and then I think I think Dale's looking at putting on a sort of team comp on the Sunday so I said I'll go right. have a bit of fun with that and then all being well well say that injuries permitting because I'm a bit beat up at the minute but and then I think it's Brits and then I've got the Ultimate Strongman World Championships in Paris OSG World Strongest Man in November and then there's a static monsters and a clash on the coast qualifier in between that as well. So, yeah, I think it's, I think it's going to be between 15 and 17, but I love it to be honest. Like, I, I, before wow. this year started, I'd only ever done mm. four competitions, I think it was. So, it's, uh, yeah, really, yeah, yeah. So, it was novice comp and then three three under 105 competitions, and then, oh, five actually. And then I did a, a local level opens one last year, so yeah, it's, I've done five in the first year, and then did five in the first eight weeks of this. So it was it was mad, but it's, it's it, I think it's good. Um, for me, it's training's really, really been on the sort of back burner. I'm sort of training two, three times a week at the minute, where it was five, six times. But just getting that comp experience now, it's yeah. I think the mental, the mental side of things and the the nerves and the the sort of panic and stress of competing has, yeah. has sort of gone a bit now. It's um, So, yeah, it's, it's certainly beneficial, I think,
0: Well, it, it has been so far. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, you know, what I wonder from that is by doing so many competitions, um, I suppose what you'd normally find is, and, and from my experience, when I've kind of done whatever I've done is you – you know, you have a peak, so you train, you have a peak towards your competitions, but if they're that close together, you're not really giving yourself time to do that. So is it almost a case of, well, I am strong enough to be able to do these, so it's maintaining that strength and just looking after your body and recovering. Is that yeah, where the focus so. is on? To or? be
1: honest with you, I, as, as, as daft as it sounds, because as the years gone on, obviously, like like we said, the competition wins have been getting bigger and better, but I, I genuinely feel I, I peaked probably at the end of the expo- well i probably peaked for the northern qualifier um where i was i felt at my strongest my best my fittest uh, and i felt sort of unstoppable in 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 myself and then there's been the last two comps england's and uk's i don't think have been my best performances but i think because we built such a base and because we built such a, a like a form yeah. really like like you speak about like football teams and rugby league teams to talk about form don't they i think i've I've got form now where I just sort of know what I need to do and I can manage competitions better through, like, injuries and things going wrong and weaker events. Mm. Last year when I was starting out, I think if something went wrong in a competition, it might ruin my full comp. Or if I if I had an injury, I'd be like, ah, I shouldn't really be doing this. But now it's, um, yeah, it's just just managing through it it's tough don't get me wrong because i think like a week out from uk's i um i got sort of a mini tear in my well it's pir- piriformis i think which is like the glue yes. thing. so i was on um i was on some heavy heavy painkillers to get through uk's and towards the end of the day it started to really kick in so that was where the i think the comp experience and the the being in uncomfortable situations so much this year helped, where I was, I was able mm. to think, you know what, we, we can do this with with an injury. We we just got to get by and do what we need to do. So yeah, it's it's trying to just manage the body best we can
0: right now. Yeah, I was going to say, because I mentioned to you, because when I saw the videos, when you put them up on, I think it was Facebook or Instagram, and I saw you, I think it was on one of the medals wasn't it? Yeah. There was a little bit of a hobble, and you could just tell that you were just that driven to to want to carry on and do it. And I suppose that's can only, like you say, can only come from experience, can't it? Because when you very first start, strongman's one of those sports that, you know, it's very injury-prone because you're asking your body to do so many different yeah, disciplines yeah. at once. But... I just can't imagine what's in your head when you're feeling that amount of pain, and then you know you've got to perform. Is it just a kind of a well? I know what I've got to do. I'm just gonna yeah, to a little bit.
1: Like to, to be honest, it's the like I, I think everybody and anyone that does this sport is carrying some sort of niggle or carrying some sort of ache, and I have in every single competition. But that, like I said, uh, the stern medley where I had to sprint from the Husserfeld to the the carries I think it was the first time in a competition where I've actually yeah. felt the pain in a competition like the, the the training week before I was as daft as it sounds I was failing well I failed a 180 deadlift um I failed to move with the 100 kilo stone so I was failing pretty much half of what
0: mm-hmm.
1: we had to do in the competition just because obviously the adrenaline's not there the the, the comp mode isn't switched. so yeah. yeah, it was it was uncomfortable. To be honest, I think the only thing that wasn't injury free in that competition that felt okay was the press. Um, whereas everything else, every little step I took with the right side of my hip, it was just feeling it. But I've played yeah. sort of rugby league in the past with broken wrists and sort of hairline fracture on my neck and lots of other things, and carried on. So yeah, it, it sounds worse than it is. Obviously, a, a fracture of the neck sounds. Yeah. Yeah, I was, it does I, sound I really bad. It really, really cool. And Mike Tyson once said he, he fought with a broken back, didn't he? So I sort of, I used that one a little bit. But yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, that's on yeah, the same yeah, level it, for me. It was, so it was fine. It was just like, said, it was just afterwards you find out sort of the damage. But I've not trained this week at all, which has done me a little bit of good, I think. Um, still in agony now, sort of walking and things. But. I say it's just just managing through. I'll do a couple of a couple of events training sessions next week, I think, and then because I'm competing again on the twentieth, it's sort of it's probably just going to be one or two training sessions now and and manage it. Like you say, manage manage the injuries and just get through autopilot, isn't it?
0: <laughs> yeah, well, well, yeah, it is, and that's and that's really interesting, um, with, especially with that volume. Um, and the idea of just maintaining rather than necessarily trying to get stronger. I suppose you reach that level where you know what's expected of you and then you're asking your body to do it. So if you if you only started competing last year then, what were you doing before then? If you was it still strongman um, or was well, it a different discipline so, or like I'm thirty-one now. Um so I took up strongman during the
1: pandemic. Uh well, after the the first COVID lockdown, I uh, <laughs> I got made redundant during the first lockdown from my previous job and Obviously, we all had a lot of time, so I started watching all the old World Strongest Man, which were on Sky Catch Up. Um, yeah, yeah. Which I, obviously, I remember watching them with my dad yeah. when I was younger, like when Podjanski and those guys was about. But it was, um, it was, it was sort of like the Brian Shaw dominant eras and and things like that, and just fell in love with it again. And yeah, then you do a little bit of research and see what's out there, and then I saw that there was a. Hull, like I'm obviously from Hull. um, There was Hull's Strongest Man under 105, so I sort of when the gym's re-back opened again, I think I was about 90 kilos because I'd, um, well, I was 90 kilos, well, 90 odd kilos at the time because I'd just lost a lot of weight. I'd, uh, Hmm. I'd I thought I'll I'll, I'll go back to where I was there. So yeah, I came out of that and then started doing a little bit of strongman, and the the ultimate goal (laughs) was to sort of try and win Hull's Strongest Man under one oh five within a few years. Um but obviously best laid plans, things happen, you do the Northern qualifier and you get through to the national comps. But before that I was um I was probably about hundred and twenty kilos not not training, just sort of fat, got out of shape, um eating badly, smoking. Um mm-hmm. and then just before the pandemic I, I had a son. What well, my ex-partner obviously had the son, um, and that sort of changed my life a little bit. I wanted to be younger, so I lost 30 kilos just doing sort of like cardio classes, things like that, wow. and then, yeah, got down to 90, started doing a bit of, um, not bodybuilding, but just general, like, ultra-flex style. I was at ultra-flexing, all just bench pressing, bicep curling, you know, just messing about. Yeah. And then, um, yeah fell in love with Strongman but before that I had sort of like I said about a 10 year hiatus from any any sport, any exercise, anything really. I think I just got into probably a, a spiral of of different vices and different things and just yeah, spent 10 years getting fat yeah. going on nights out and and whatnot and I think having a son changed it for me. Um wanted to do something that yeah he can look back on like some, wow like my my dad played professional rugby league um before i was born but like it's always something that i'm very proud to tell people you know like played for full fc played for some other big league club at the time and yes yeah. sort of yeah it was getting to a stage where i was thinking jesus i'm i'm coming up to 30 what's my son going to say about me like he, he yeah yeah, exactly. What's your legacy? So it was um, so. Yeah, that sort of spared me on to get in a little bit of shape, and then, and then, yes, found strongman. But I was, I was terrible at strongman. Like it was, it was just moving events were okay-ish for like a novice level. But I couldn't do anything else. Um, like I remember yeah. the first time I went to a training session. I've, I've still got the video now. Um, I think it was a sixty kilo of stone that I just couldn't move, and then. <laughs> There was girls coming in and just smashing it up to the top platform, and I was deadlifting at Total Fitness, which is like just a commercial gym in in Hull. And I think I was deadlifting probably seventy eight yeah. kilos, and then I'd finish. And again, not not strong women, women, but just like standard fitness women were coming up and doubling up the bar. And I was just thinking, Jesus, like I've got got a long way to go here. But I suppose once you're all in for something, it's um, you just make it work, yeah. <laughs> yeah,
0: it's just. So how did you? How did you? Did you get from there to to where you are now? Then because that's no, not no, very. Like that's not a long space one, really, of time. Although technically I wasn't very strong with a lot of the lifts when I was younger. When I
1: was playing rugby league, and obviously growing up, I'd, I'd always been pretty like strong. You know, I could I could always do daft stuff and like my dad was yeah. pretty strong and when we'd wrestle and stuff like, so I knew there was something there, but I, I got a coach pretty much straight away. I think I started training October. it's so what year are we in now, 2022. So October, 2020, um, tried a few things for about six weeks on my own and then started, got a coach, Josh Lancaster, um, in the December. Um, and we just we just worked on static stuff for literally a year. We were deadlifting every day. We were overhead pressing every day. Um, so, like I say, my moving events were okay. But whereas I was able to move with, like, sprint with 300 jerks, yeah. pretty much naturally, I couldn't press an 80 log. I couldn't deadlift sort of 220, 200s. 200. Yeah. Um, so we just, we just uh, did okay, that, yeah. and he, he's been nothing but great. Even now, like... Coming out of the comp on the UKs, we we had a little phone call. He was he was at a festival with his family, and um, he'd been following a live stream, had been following the results and things, and we had a little chat. A little, yeah, yeah, no, it's amazing. He's he's, God, invested, awesome. he's all in. It's brilliant. Um, but we had a we had a little chat, a little congratulations, a little like brilliant. We did it. We've done what we set out to do, and then it was. I'll be sending you true coach based on what we've seen at UKs, and it was straight in with York and Farmer with the two events I struggled with on the <laughs> weekend. So it was, it's it's always just a constant improvement, 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 and and yeah, he's if, if it wasn't for that, I'd probably still be well, I'd, I'd either not be doing the sport now or I'd probably be doing sort of like. Mm. not in a bad way because people are different levels and people can commit but I'd probably still be doing sort of novice comps a couple of years in which like I say it's it's not a bad thing but we we know that the potential
0: is, is there to do more but so yeah absolutely and, and so the key really has been to have that support in the form of a coach that is experienced because I've seen a few of I've seen what Josh can do himself and then I've seen a few of his you know a few of his athletes as well and clients and and it's it's having that structure I suppose isn't it so on the, so even on those days that you are training yeah it's yeah exactly doing that. the doing like and is, not doing the thinking
1: right a few people
0: yeah I think it's totally different to being able to
1: program and train someone to actually doing things as well because after England and after UKs I had a few people message me asking if I done coaching and I know full well as it stands right now, I I just couldn't, like, I would not know how to take somebody from this level to this level. Like if they come and had a session with me, I could right. show them things that I do, but to actually program and take someone from 80 kilo yeah. axles to yeah. 155 kilo axles. It's it's just impressive. We have it at um, the gym. I train at now Vikings with Lummers, uh, Andrew Lumley, who finished third at UK. Um unbelievable athlete. He was somebody that I, yeah. when I came into, the sport as well it was somebody that Josh said if you can get down to Andy and sort of have some training sessions with him learn from him it'll be the best thing that you've ever done and still to this day I think the best performance I've ever seen from a strongman live was his performance at the Northern Qualifier last year where it was just just calm cool collected and clinical and since I'd sort of swapped gyms to train at Vikings being able to spend time with him and other guys that are there as well, but I think mainly the support with Josh in the background and obviously the programme and yeah. then the, the being able to watch and chase and learn from Andy has just been been unbelievable. And, and like I say, and the other guys. But I think he was one that I sort of, like I say, looked up to starting the sport and then to be able to train yeah. him every day, it's just amazing.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's funny, it's a small world because I remember – maybe three or four years ago, looking at Strongman, and I'd seen a couple of people ultra flexing Nominan, where I train, and she'd mentioned, um, the, girl, the girl that was doing the, the training had mentioned Viking, so I did go down for one of the sessions, and I saw Glenn, and I saw Andy, um, and I mean, that was the first time we're trying stones, I remember the yeah. farmers are those big, um, they're like girders with handles on, you know, they even got all the Conan's wheel, and yeah. that can get I, put I, away, I, like Conan's wheel's awful, yeah. <laughs> on my first time, and I remember, and I remember them both saying, you know, and talking about competing and, and, and talking about all that. But the but just yeah. the all they wanted to do was help. So all you have to do is is speak out. With it seems like people in strongman, no matter what they've won, no matter you know where they compete and how busy they are. Yeah, yeah. It, everyone just seems to want to pass on knowledge. I I agree with you completely. Like some amazing people I've met. I, think, I don't think
1: I've met anybody that hasn't, like you say, hasn't wanted to help or or hasn't been great I think it's, it's, it's totally different me coming from a, a football and rugby league background it's it's a strange one that I think in those sort of sports the better you get and the, the more experienced you are you can sometimes turn into a bit of a different person whereas I think the better people get in this sport they want to help more it's like it's just crazy like uh, even at weekend again Matt Cole who finished second he's in my opinion, up there with Andy as like probably yeah. the UK's best two one and five of the last whatever many years. Well, Matt he's, he's won three UKs, like which is just unheard of. Um, and afterwards, he was just he was brilliant. He was sort of saying like, "Congratulations, well done, make some memories with your son." You deserve it, and it's sort of like he was going for his fourth title, which would have been a record. Like no one's ever won four. And if that was me, I'd. I'd... <laughs> Mm. I think my ego would probably struggle for me to congratulate somebody. Obviously, I would, but it'd be really tough for me to do. But Matt's just top quality guy, like just really, really good. Took it well and congratulated it, and, and that's how you wouldn't expect nothing yeah. more from the man. Like that's that's
0: the sort of guy he is, and it's great to see. And that's uh, there's two things that are incredible there, and it's incredible that he, you know, he had that attitude towards it because we've seen people like, you know, on the pro stage, we've seen people like Brian Shaw try to get his his next title and and, and that. But even yeah. at such a, I suppose it is it's national level, but it it feels a lot more local, and all yeah. the events yeah. and all the competitions feel a lot more local and kind of grassroots, don't they? But to have that, to have that attitude to you as as a winner is fantastic. But also for you to. To know that you would struggle, that your ego would struggle with that as well. Because I know what you mean. If, you yeah. know, if you're if you so full of adrenaline and you want yeah, to yeah, so bad, like sometimes it can come out that, that way. Like,
1: if, if, if anyone had beaten me on that day, I, I'd always hold my hands up and cover. Like I say, it's, and I, I said on the stream as well, like the, t- the two guys there that finished second and third, Andy's performance at Northern's and Matt Cole's performance at UK's last year probably the best I've ever seen. And like I said, those were two of the guys that I'd looked up to. So it's, I would have congratulated, I would have taken it and I would have said what I needed to do. But deep down, you're sort of thinking, mm-hmm. could I have done this, could I have done But then I think it was, well, it was, it was half a point between me and Matt and then I think another half a point between Matt and Andy. So it, it although it's a win, it, you, you just, <laughs> like the, the best person will win on the day, but you've, you've got to respect that because the finest of margins. If I'd have finished one place lower on any other event, or mat one place higher, then the title says, and it'd have been well deserved. So yeah. it's 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 a crazy old, a crazy old game.
0: <laughs> it's yeah, as well, especially when it comes down to points, because it's almost the idea of well, we need a winner, yeah. but actually, you've all performed exceptionally. Uh, but that's the ethos yeah, yeah. that's carried over into people's strange, attitude, like, which is insane. I I
1: need to change my mentality a little bit within the sport because a podium finish is really, really, really great. And I remember finishing second at England's Most Powerful Man last year and I was absolutely buzzing at the time. But I think now I'd I'd struggle with a second place. I really would. Um, Which is Mm -hmm. fine in a way. Obviously, I I wouldn't because you look back and you're like, top three in whatever competition you do is just amazing. But going into it, I, I sort of always think, I suppose it's yeah. just a want, will to win, isn't it? And wanting to win all the time, yeah, yeah it, it's hard to be second, but I think, well, just being at, at sort of UK's is a massive achievement still for anyone and everyone, so, but yeah, it's, um, yeah, it's, yeah. It, it's tough, and it will happen, obviously it will happen where I drop off a podium or I don't pick up a first place trophy, and it's something that I've got on edge, but, Hopefully, not soon. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, it's oh, well, not. You don't want he, it to he's get not, too easy, not, do you? Definitely not. he has been too close. I, there hasn't <laughs> been a competition this season where, in the three 105 ones, where somebody hasn't been either. Like, I've been lucky that from the first events, I've always been sort of second first throughout. So I've, I've not have been having a chase. But you're always sort of looking over your shoulder and you're just like, Jesus. And then especially at UK's weekend, the last event was bag throw and that's probably Matt's, he's probably the best in the UK on on, on any other day and I'm terrible at bag throw. So it was sort of like three points, it, it was three and a half or four points going into last event. And I was like, I really need to just do it. And I, I, I don't even, I haven't, I haven't had a look to see what, time difference it'd have been, but I imagine it'd have probably been if I haven't got the four bag over a second quick, as quick oh. say if I'd have done it a second slower, there could have been a big drop off, but listen, it's it mm-hmm. happens, Done it? And sometimes you get lucky, sometimes you don't. So you just got to take that and, and be buzzing
0: with it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, of course. I mean, you've mentioned about obviously the football and the rugby and the sporting background, and obviously what your dad used to do when he was playing as well. Is there anything that you can remember has happened in the past that has helped, you know, give you the drive and determination that you've got now to carry on through all the challenges that you put yourself under, and obviously all the other challenges that you face in life? Are there any Um, events that you kind of, that were your kind of defining or growing moments? Mm. Yeah, (laughs) I do like asking this question because I I never tell you before. I just kind of drop it. I've always been like
1: very, very competitive with everything. It's sort of like so. I don't ever notice a stage where like I'm I'm a I am I am and I'll say I'm I'm a sore loser, I'm a bad loser, and uh, like football and rugby league, well, rugby league, not so much because you constantly doing things all the time, but like when I played football, I'd, if things weren't going my way, I'd, I'd start to be a bit naughty, and I'd, chat, and I'd talk, and things, so it's, and sometimes you can't control that, so I suppose, this sport's really, really good, because it's all on you, isn't it? It's, it, it's just, no one's there to, sort of, let you down, yeah. other than yourself, no one's there to, pull you out, the sticky situation, but, no, I don't know if there's anything specific that has driven me on. I think, let's like say, having my son definitely helps. Like, I can I can hear him when I'm competing and he's there, and then I look back on the mm-hmm. videos and I hear him. So, I don't know. He, I don't know, really. I think the sport, yeah, not nothing Nothing exactly. That's a really tough question, isn't it, Matt? Really, really tough Um no, I, I don't know. I think no, nothing <laughs> that's made me resilient or tough. I don't think, or or that will to win. I just think it's it's always been been there really, and it's
0: it's it's nice. Yeah, it can. I mean, it it can, it can be. It can be, and and a lot of the time, it can just come from things that were perhaps not necessarily memorable but it's things that might be instilled from your parents or from your friends you know growing up sometimes that's just you know it's just part of your life and just building those experiences and and you're not really remembering them and that's that's absolutely fine you know there's, there's still the strength there i think what'd be interesting to know is you said you spent that kind of that time away um from doing anything really and kind of you know body was completely in a different position to what it is now. You know, you you had that Mm -hmm. extra weight on there. You were all those other habits and taboos. You were just loving all of them. You know, whatever that looks like. Kind of, when you look back now, how does that, how do you feel about that period? What's, where you at with it?
1: It's interesting. I think I could have done a bit more with things. Like, I suppose, like I said, I started doing what we're doing now at 29 years old, which I'd, I'd have loved to have been able to start at 20 or 21. Um, I think I, I was I was very very low in those times as well. I, I sort of had a lot of mm. um, which I don't think I recognised until during the the COVID pandemic. But I, I was I was I think I, I suffered quite badly with sort of anxiety, depression, um, and like I say during during the times when I was doing what I was doing and sort of enjoying life, as to say. I didn't I didn't sort of realise it because things were masked by yeah. different things that were giving sort of highs and, and things like that. But I think during the, the pandemic and, and having a son, it, it made me realise that I sort of wasn't enjoying things as much and that I sort of needed to seek help, whether that be the the help that I'd seeked separately or Going into sort of fitness and and releasing those endorphins and serotonin and sort of really just achieving something or, or at least mm-hmm. pushing the body to something because I wasn't, I was probably pushing my body to the limits in ways that shouldn't have been pushed. But now it's sort of swapping that out from eating junk food every single night or drinking or what, what, whatever it was to, to pushing the body in in ways that. I can actually see what yeah. what the body's capable of, and what the mind's capable of as well. Um, I, 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 I say I, I suffered back then; I still suffer now. Like it's it's really really strange. I'll have sort of like a comp high, and then a couple of days later, I start thinking some wacky weird thoughts and stuff. But yeah, yeah it's, it's a strange one. Which I think I think obviously everybody has issues, and everybody has. So things inside that they have to battle demons and things. And it's just finding Mm -hmm. something that helps you relieve that, whether it be, let's say, spending time with my son or, or achieving or, or training or even just being at the gym, sometimes turning up and not actually training, but just turning up and having a chat with the guys that are in there. It's, it's, it's important. Like you can, you can turn up at Vikings with sort of any issue, any, any worries, anything and, they sort of gone within five ten minutes because they'll make sure you're all right, and then they'll be taking the piss out of you again as normal. And it's it's the same even after like event wins and stuff. It's, <laughs> it, it's humbling. It's nice. It's cool because you sort of I've, like I said, I've not been back to the gym after UKs, but after England's earlier on in the year, it was um, it was nice to get back in the gym because it was. I, I was having comp blues and then I sort of went here and everyone was congratulating and then it was back to normal, just back to being like, do this, do that, you're dead. Like, stop mucking about your... Because like, I'm, I'm a very good yeah. trainer. Like, I'm, um, I train and I do my stuff. But <laughs> everything really hurts and I'm a bit soft. Like, on a comp day, I'm fine. Like, I can switch on. But I, I like to moan like, a lot, so I get a bit <laughs> sick about that. Yeah. Well, that's nice. I think it's it's, it's good to have because it's uh, it's all it's all love and it's all fun.
0: So yeah, yeah, yeah. And I mean, that's I suppose in that kind of environment and that kind of community that you've built and that Viking have built there and the guys down there, they will also know that if Chris <laughs> yeah, yeah, comes yeah. in today and he's not moaning. There's something up. So, you know, and it's those kind of situations where they go, yeah, everything yeah. all right. Or it might just be a case of, come on, snap out of it. You know, get on with it. Yeah, him. absolutely. And, it's you know, those like can be the really things like, that turn I'm, the day around. Alex, I've
1: not been training at Vikings too long. Um, so I'm quite still quite new because there's like established members that have been there a while. But I, um, <laughs> I'm, we're in a WhatsApp group together and I accidentally slid. Right and deleted the WhatsApp group, which obviously makes you leave the WhatsApp group, doesn't it? Um,
0: and then, and then, yeah, 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 but then, like, <laughs> yes, four or does. five of them left right, the group right in big like,
1: capitals, yeah, really, really nice. Like, I appreciate <laughs> it, I am actually fine right now, but I've done it by mistake. Uh, but it was nice wow. just to have like got all that personal touch wow. where I sort of they think something's up, they just want to make sure I'm all right <laughs> and stuff, and it. It was just added back in the group, nothing was said. But yeah, it's just, it's nice because you've got these sort of blokes that are sort of like alpha men, strong, big, scary, intimidating looking if you sort of walked past them in the street. But they're all just really, really soft and nice. So it's, it's, it's lovely. It's just, and I think that's the same with every sport though. It's like the Explosive Ape League this year, I was turning up and it was, I remember rocking up as like this skinny little kid weighing 102 kilos, and there was like Ben Williams, Lewis Jack, Garrett, Khan, Dave Rampley, sort of UK's level guys, all sat having breakfast at Turby Carvery, and it was just like welcomed in, sit down, like it's just it's just nice, mm. it's just it's it's the scariest looking blokes with the the biggest hearts, it's 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 it's, it's mental, and I love it.
0: Yeah, it, there's you know there's so many, I suppose so many expectations defied in the within within the sport. Um, I mean, myself, yeah. I'm what at the minute just over twenty one stone, covered in tattoos, but I spend my life you know helping people, and and, and it's just I think it's nice that you can just embrace that. Um, I, was, I was just going to say something then. Um, what's what's really interesting is is I think a lot of people when they see sport especially like a uk or a national level there's that thought that it's you know you're a paid athlete for doing stuff now we know there's 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 not that much money in strongman and that is changing you know and that is changing but you know some of the pro guys now are doing the youtube stuff and that's kind of that's kind of funding what they're doing but you know how do you Um, find balancing work and the training and what is it you um, do for a job well a clothing british
1: clothing brand um called breakband mainly sort of women's clothing um, just sort of selling into the shops and looking after the accounts and things. Um, it's it's quite well. It's really good. I enjoy it. I'm I'm out on the road. I cover the full north of England, um, so I'm somewhere different all the time. Um, manage my own diary, and then yeah, I get get back to the gym sort of on an evening and and weekends like Saturdays down at Vikings a class. Everybody's in, so it's just a, a really good team vibe. But I'll probably be at, at the gym. About seven o'clock till nine-ish, something like that. Um and yeah, the, the obviously the, the cost involved and things have got a little bit easier this year because sort of i have got a couple of decent sponsors on board where effective nutrition, which are, um they they sort of look after all my supplement needs, which probably took really? about probably about 150 quid in a month. Um straight off me really. Um and they're, they're just ideal. Cerberus Strength sent me all the kit. Um, so I was able... Uh, I, I I had quite SPD kit before Cerberus got in touch with me and sort of took me on as a full sponsor. Really? I was able to sell all that. Um, but Cerberus are great. They've, they've sort of helped us out with some of the international comps coming up. And if there's anything you need, um, Peter just, just gets it sent out to me straight away, which is amazing. He like We had the the Dinny Stern carries obviously UK's and they do some calf yeah. sleeves and I just sort of just sent a message saying, listen, I've got this and within a day they were at my door. So yeah. Oh, that, right. That, yes. That's yeah. looked after. When you think of kit as well, like I have two 13 millimeter belts, two sets of knee sleeves, two sets of elbow sleeves, two sets of wrist wraps. Um, What else have they sent? Like clothing caps, everything. I think they've probably sent about a grand and a bit's worth of stuff, which, I'd have bought anyway from them or from somewhere, so it sort of takes that out. And, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. O- other than that, it's obviously I've, I've been pretty lucky where I've, I've only had to pay for one competition this year, it's like, one you have to pay to enter Northerns, um, but then after that, it's, um, there's no expense so. I'm quite lucky. Um Explosive Ape looked after us with the travel and things this year, putting us up in hotels. It's just the international comps which will be tough. Um like the the ultimate strongman stuff oh, nice. that I'm doing in Paris. That's uh that's fine. It's hotels all paid for and food and stuff, so looked after there. And then OSG. Um obviously in Florida, but I'm I'm, I'm not just gonna go out for the competition. I'm gonna go out for sort of probably a week after or something as well. So yeah. use it as a bit of a holiday. Um, but yeah, it's, it is an expensive, it's a really, really expensive hobby. And um, yeah, there's there's prize money at sort of the big competitions and there's prize money at Ultimate Strongman, prize money at Worlds, but you can never really, uh, obviously, one 5 level risk the, the fact that you're going to get the prize money because... Injuries, like bad events, bad comps, anything can happen on the day, guys. So, uh, but I, I wouldn't change anything. At the end of the day, it's a hobby. Um, hobbies cost, yeah, and I love it. Like I, I wouldn't change anything. But I've, like I said, I've been lucky enough this year to get some really, really good sponsors on board that have that have made the made it a lot easier for me. So it's it's really good and appreciated for that.
0: That's awesome. Again, just that that story of that support um, uh-huh. that's that's growing in the sport, and I think it it just speaks volumes about that man in in I suppose it's in t- entirety. Um, if there is somebody either let's I suppose I'm going to put my teeth back in and start again. If there was somebody looking at either starting strongman or looking at maybe going from and you know novice to actually wanting to aim higher. Is there any piece of advice or anything that you give them in order to help them do that from your experience? Because you've no, a no, very no, short period of time, and, uh, and that's not uh, again, always possible,
1: on, is it? On the financial side, obviously, like I pay Josh, the coach. If, if, if the finances are there and it's available to you, get yourself a good coach. There's there's tons out there, like Dale, 3D Strength. There's Danny Strength up at, at Hartlepool, Adam Marshall. Andy Lumley, like I say, Vikings, there's there's tons of really, really good, affordable coaches there, so if anybody can get a coach, do that. Um, but also just, when you're at competition, speak to everybody, like they say, I, the amount of times,
0: mm.
1: I'll be in, in a competition scenario, and I'll go and speak to Andy, now, Lummers, and ask him what he'd do here, what he'd do there, and I'm, I'm lucky in the fact that I always lean on him, because he's always at the comps that I'm at, but, you, you just, you just, you just never knows at a novice comp like my first novice comp we had. <laughs> um, so obviously there's myself that's done pretty well from it. A, a guy called Paulius who did the Explosive Air League with us was there. Um, so you just you just never know. I was I was, I was looking at pictures the other day that um, in a, in a WhatsApp group and there was Lewis Jack I think three years ago doing a novice comp. So you just you just don't know there and and what knowledge people have got, so just ask as many questions as possible. Instagram people, like I was was in people's DMs asking about this, asking about that, why you do this, why you do that and everybody, like you've said and we've said sort of everybody's willing to help, so just use everybody about you, like people will message me sometimes and I probably don't give the best technical advice, but I'll, I'll always be willing to help, whether it's nutrition or what I know and what I've What's helped me, um, even now, like it's yeah the, the the amount of people I've got on my WhatsApp that are in the sport at a great level that I can just turn to is 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 really really good and that's just been cheeky really just messaging them and asking them questions mm-hmm. so sort of, just do that and but mainly enjoy it like I think yeah. people put too so much pressure on themselves like at the end of the day none of us are going to make millions from this. None of us are going to retire from the sport. So just go and have fun and challenge yourself. Like don't spend too much time stressing about what everybody else is doing. Cause you worry about that. There's always going to be somebody better at something. Really? So just, um, it's a hobby isn't it? at the end of the day, like go and enjoy oh, easy it. And to do. Just love what you do. And if, if you don't enjoy it, find something else. Like there's, there's many, many sports out there. There's many, many different things you can do. It doesn't have to be strong, man. It can be badminton, yeah. football, tennis, MMA, boxing, whatever. Just, But, yeah, if you if, if you go in and enjoy it and don't mm-hmm. put too much pressure on yourself, it's it's, it's going to be the greatest thing you can ever do, in my opinion, because it was for me.
0: Mm. Yeah. No, I love that. I love that. Thank you for that. And So, clearly put as well. Now, I've got... Um, a question for you because I'm a massive superhero geek. Okay, I've got a question for you, Chris. Um, if you could have any superpower in the world, or you could create one, <laughs> what would it be and what would you use it for?
1: No, no, I'm not. I'm, I, to be honest, I didn't even think I'm allowed. And I was, don't just I, say I, super I've strength. Been, come on, be thing inventive. The in head was invisibility. Um, to be honest, <laughs> I, I quite, quite like that one, but then um, I'm trying Ooh, when you said what would happen use I was sort of like. There's only really dodgy things you can use that for, isn't it? (laughs) Yeah, so actually, 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 no, I'm going to change it. I'm going to change it. I'm going to go with the ability to just breathe underwater for as long as I want because I just love the ocean. I love the sea. It fascinates me. Like, so if I could just get down to the bottom of some really, really wacky, deep, dark places. Yeah, so I'd I'd go with that, be able to hold my breath for as long as I want. I'd love that. I'd just love to be able to explore the oceans and the seas. Like, weird one, probably no one else will probably pick that, but, yeah, I'm sticking with it.
0: Sticking with it. Yeah. It, no, it is unique. Yeah, I yeah, mean, yeah. you could phrase it as being able yeah, to breathe be, underwater as well. Fine, I mean, that would work water, well rather than yeah. holding your breath. Yeah, we'll go breathe underwater then. Yeah, <laughs> 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 yeah. <laughs> It'd feel a little bit more comfortable. <laughs> no, I love that though because that you know and. And, and I've been underwater and stuff, and it—it's and fascinating. It's nice to link it to a a passion. Invisibility is a popular one. Also, no, reading minds has been possible. Really, really popular as well. And I'm no, like, Ooh, I I don't don't know I'd want and to I know what everyone else was thinking. Have their opinions and keep them
1: to themselves. Yeah, I'd hate that. I'd hate it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs>
0: yeah, Let, yeah. Let's not. <laughs> So, Chris, um, just last thing then, if anyone wants to get in touch with you or wants to find you on social
1: media, um, yeah, on your um, just your Instagram, you um, it's chris.harrison.u105kg, um, under 105kg. Um, but, yeah, just come follow the process on there. It's, um, it's quite a fun journey so far. I'm enjoying it. So if you want to come along, come have a look and questions, message me come down to Vikings, have a training session with us all. Uh, it's open to anybody, really. So, yeah,
0: that's that. Oh, perfect. Thank you for that. And, guys, thank you very much for listening today. Um I hope you've enjoyed this episode. And there's another plenty. We're in the 40s now in terms of episode numbers, so there's plenty to listen to at the back. I'd love to know your feedback. And I'd love to know... What kind of guests you'd like to see in the future as well so please do drop me a message you can get me at the website which is that way in fact it's www.imdoingitfor.me Me. but for now from me i'm from chris we're going to say goodbye and remember stay super